Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. I'm never going to lie to you. The red wave was not a red wave. As it's been described by uh, several people I know well, it was a low tide. Election night was more of a shock than it was exciting. Republicans are, at least at this point, this morning, favored to take the House. The Senate is very, very tight. Why? Democrats won in Colorado, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, in Washington State, GOP had good wins in the Senate in North Carolina, Ohio, and Florida. Then there's four states that this is all going to come down to. It's going to come down to Wisconsin, Georgia, Nevada, and Alaska. The Dems are also ahead in Arizona. Let's look at the map when it comes to where we are right now. Republicans are at 48 seats in the Senate. Democrats are at 48 seats in the Senate. On the House side, there are 64 House seats left in play. That is of 7 o'clock a.m. Central Time. These numbers will change, but there are 64 House seats left in play. The Democrats have 172 seats. Republicans, 199. So let's look at the takeaway of pickups. In the House, Democrats have flipped three seats from Republican to Democrat. Those mostly are connected to redistricting, where there were districts that were changed, and that's why they were able to pick up two of the three. Not necessarily upsets. want to make that clear. Then you have Republicans that so far have, have flipped nine different seats In the House side, you need 218 for the majority in the House. We sit at 199 Republicans to 178 Democrats. What's shocking is where we are on the Senate side. You have 48 seats for the Democrats, 48 seats for the Republicans. And at this point, the day after Election Day, right now, Democrats are the ones that actually have picked up a seat in the Senate. Let's talk about the biggest shock of the night. And I think that's the only way that we can describe what this is. Fetterman winning that race there over Dr. Oz 
tells you something significant about this election cycle. It tells you that if you pick a bad candidate, you might be able to get him through the midterms by coming in and, and, and really getting people partisan. And what I'm referencing is Donald Trump. Donald Trump wanted Fetterman and he wanted to flex his muscles and prove that he could turn a guy that's not even willing to give up his American citizenship unless his, or excuse me, his citizenship in another country to solely be an American citizen unless he won the Senate race, which is a problem. He wanted to prove that he could get him over the finish line in a primary, and he did it. Donald Trump's able to pick candidates in primaries. The problem is he wasn't able to get his candidates over the line in the general election. He went to war with a Republican in Colorado, for example, there. Yes, that was a problem, and now the Democrats have control of Colorado. But the cautionary tale, the takeaway from the night for me is the Dr. Oz race. Just because you can get a guy to win a primary doesn't mean he's going to win a general. Dr. Oz was a bad candidate. The other candidate that ran against him in the primary, which barely lost, it was down to a a handful of votes, a thousand votes in a state where there were millions of votes cast, I think clearly would have overwhelmingly beat Fetterman. But Oz was a guy that did not excite Republicans. Why? Because they just didn't trust him. They didn't think he was very authentic. They thought he might be wolf in sheep's clothes. The voters had major concerns over Oz because they didn't believe he was a true conservative. Yes, he got through the primary. But the fact that he couldn't beat someone that was clearly mentally, in, mentally incapacitated due to the stroke, a guy that started off a debate by saying goodnight in one of the, not maybe not one of the worst debate I have ever seen in my entire life tells you that candidate selection is extremely important. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Turtle Box. If you love to be outside and listen to music, if you're looking for the perfect gift for any outdoorsman in your life, then you need to buy the loudest, truly portable, waterproof Bluetooth speaker that there is. It is the loudest, it's truly waterproof, and it has an ultra-long battery life. It is called Turtle Box. You can also create your own color combinations for your favorite college team. That's right, you can mix and match the box color with a custom handle to create your own team colors. This is perfect for fishing, hunting, tailgating, backyard parties, the perfect tailgating sound system, and the perfect gift for any man in your life if you want to blow them away. Check it out, and I'm going to save you money. You can go to turtleboxaudio.com. You'll get $20 off and free shipping if you use my promo code BEN. That's turtleboxaudio, turtleboxaudio.com. Use the promo code BEN. There were other candidates And we saw this around the country that, yes, you could get them through a primary with the endorsement of Donald Trump, but did they get you to the victory? Another example of that is the Michigan governor's race. You had a very vulnerable Whitmer. Whitmer was a a, a governor who locked down kids in school for more than two years. She locked them out of school, I should say. She's someone who shut down businesses and destroyed her economy. 
She's someone that wanted to take away the rights of parental rights, and she's one that wanted to mandate vaccines and masks. She, the lockdowns with COVID there were really more intense than maybe anywhere else in the country. There was an opportunity in Michigan. This was a big opportunity. Tudor Dixon got through the primary. The problem is she did not get through the general election. In fact, it wasn't even close. This is another example of just how bad uh, candidate selection can be in primaries. You might be able to win a primary. That doesn't mean that you are going to be able to win a general election. It doesn't mean that. Now, you look at these takeaways, and again, Fetterman is the one that's rocking the world right now. Because even Democrats cannot believe that Fetterman was able to defeat the Republican. Dr. Oz, many believe, was not a real Republican. Um, This was a seat that we held. The retiring Senator Pat Toomey made it easy for Republicans to win that. We screwed it up with our candidate selection. And that's the only way you can look at this. Now, if you look at where Republicans did well last night and that there's a roadmap for success, you need to look no further than Florida. Florida had their act together. Florida was a place with DeSantis. He was the projected winner very early in the, in the night. And the fact that DeSantis was able to pull off what Ron DeSantis was able to do there and the other Republican candidates that went there very quickly in Florida. Look at, look at Marco Rubio's race. Democrats thought they might be able to make inways there or that race. No, they didn't get even they didn't get close at all. But you look at the Fed, you look at what happened in Florida and they picked solid candidates in Florida. DeSantis won by almost by almost 20 points, 59.4 to 40 percent over Charlie Chris. That is a massive victory. And it went all the way through all the way down the ballot. You look at Georgia, for example, you had a solid candidate in Kemp. And what happened with Kemp there? The governor there beat the living crap out of Abrams. Abrams had massive amounts of money, folks, amounts of cash that no one could have imagined in that race. And she wasted the donor money. Stacey Abrams wasted over $105 million in donor money in her failed campaign. Good candidates win elections. You look at what's happening, for example, in the election there for the Senate, and it may have the, literally the, the weight of the Senate may go to the Republicans or the Democrats based on another race in Georgia. That is the race between Warnock, a guy that was extremely vulnerable, and Warnock was up against a guy that Donald Trump also picked, a, a football player that had a lot of baggage, came down at the end to hurt him, that baggage. Yeah, you can get him through a primary, but can you get him through a general? We're now headed for what looks like a runoff in Georgia, and that could cost us the Senate. So just because a candidate can get through a primary with a big Trump rally doesn't mean that it's the best candidate for the job, and it doesn't mean that in the general election it's going to work. That's the takeaway from last night. Because Stacey Abrams lost again to the Republican Brian Kemp, who did it on his own. He didn't have a bunch of backing from the Trump team. Uh, he, she wasted over $100 million in campaign funds. 
One Georgia. This is the Abrams Campaign and Leadership Committee brought in a combined $105 million for a campaign. Big donors from all over the country. The $105 million got a big loss. It was not competitive there for her. The Kemp campaign, for example, they raised $81 million in their re-election cycle. Abrams wrote a dramatic wave of Democratic support after her close loss to Kemp in 2018 and became an election denier who refused to say that she lost the race. She now has lost that race last night again. And before I get into the second part of this, I want to remind you about our good friends over at Patriot Mobile. If you've got a cell phone, you need to switch to Patriot Mobile because they are America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they use the same towers that you're using right now. Why do you want to switch? Because they are a force for conservative values. They take a portion of your bill every month at no extra cost to you, and they use that money to fund conservative causes to back conservative candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they are winning big time. Patriot Mobile will save you money as well over what you're spending right now. They have affordable plans for not only you, but your family and even your businesses. And they offer the same exact nationwide coverage as the major carriers. If you're using your phone every day, why not make a difference with every phone call? Switch to Patriot Mobile that support our conservative values. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. Or call them 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation with the offer code BEN. That's free activation plus special discounts. Free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is something we have to learn from. Just because Donald Trump can come in and win you a primary to stick it to the Republican leadership doesn't mean that he can get you across the finish line in a general election. That is the reality of the takeaway of these midterm elections. We screwed it up with bad candidates. Now, we're going to go to what looks like a runoff in Georgia because you have to have 50 plus 1 percent in Georgia Uh, And everybody that I know, as I woke up this morning, all the text messages were like, all right, now what happens in Georgia? Uh, The Democrats will go all in on Georgia if they're going to need it, right? If they know that they could, this is the balance of power in the Senate, they will jump in. Uh, You look at Georgia right now, and uh, neither of the candidates are above the 50 plus percent. They've got 96 percent of the vote that is in as of 7.24 a.m. Warnock is at 49.2. Walker, 48.7. Oliver, the independent, at 2.1% with 80,922 votes. So that that is going to be interesting to see who that breaks for. The other question is going to be turnout, right? 
Warnock had massive wins in the Atlanta area. Also around Augusta, Savannah, and Columbus. That's where the main part of his voters came from. Walker was in the rest of the state. But you go to Walker and you look at him as a candidate, and we should have easily been able to beat Raphael Warnock, especially because we had all the issues that were at our advantage. The other thing is there are people, and make no mistake about this, all right, because I, I, I'm not a cheerleader when I give you the data. All right, I'm, this is just the data. You had a governor's race there that looks different than the Senate race. What that means is there were people that pushed a button for the Republican Kemp who did not push the button for, for Walker. That, that tells you something about candidate selection, how important it is. You go to, uh, for example... Uh, Colorado, we had a chance there in Colorado to do something that disappeared because there was a war between O'Day and Donald Trump and O'Day got beat there badly, 54 to 42. That was a screw up. You look at what's happening in Arizona. Arizona's had some voting issues. Uh, Many of you, we talked about that on the show yesterday, Maricopa County, Only 68% of the vote is in as of 725 Central Time a.m. on Wednesday morning. And you have a Democrat there who is up 51.9 to 45.9 over Masters in Arizona. uh, The governor's race there, also another one that's going to be a key indicator there. That makes me nervous. Some of the wins that I love, and again, I go back to how solid of a campaign they ran in Florida. It was an incredibly solid campaign, top to bottom with solid candidates in Florida, top to bottom on the Republican side. And Democrats thought they were going to be able to come after Rubio. They were wrong. Rubio and DeSantis had big victories. Rubio overwhelmingly winning there, 57.7 to 41.3%. This, this clearly mimics the governor's numbers there with DeSantis's big win. So when you look at what happened and, and, and the takeaway, we have to be honest about what happened here. You look at Nevada and the Senate race there, 80% in right now, too close to call. Uh, the good news is at this point, uh, the Republican Laxall is at 49.9 and to 47.2. That's a 22,000 vote lead in Nevada. That's a good, that's a key race, a very important race that we're going to need. And hopefully that will break our way. Uh, Then we had North Carolina, an exciting race there uh, where Bud won that Senate race there. A good candidate was chosen in a tough race in North Carolina over Beasley. We won 50.7 to 47%. That is a huge victory for the Republicans that we needed. Let's talk about candidate selection with D.J. Vance. Now, this is where D.J. Vance was a very good candidate. He was endorsed by Donald Trump. Donald Trump came in, got him through that primary, kept going for him in the general. And Vance, who is a very good candidate, right? He was way better than a Dr. Oz, way better than Herschel Walker, for example. And D.J. Vance was a solid candidate who had backing of the Republican leadership and Donald Trump. He was able to win that 53-46. You got to be a smart candidate. You got to be a good candidate. The Dr. Oz race is the one that's going to go down in history as one of the biggest screw-ups 
in, in, in the history of the Republican Party, in the history, I would say, of this of this primary, you know, uh, uh, fight right between the Republicans and the Donald Trump faction of the party. Donald Trump came in there. He he wanted to prove a point that he could take somebody like Oz, who, by the way, was a Democrat, who was a, you know, TV star and get behind him and push him through the primary. And he did it. It cost us a Senate seat in Pennsylvania. That's just the truth. We have to learn from these mistakes. You look at Mike Lee in Utah. Mike Lee was able to win that race there. Thank goodness he was behind early on. People started realizing he was behind. They came back. He won overwhelmingly 55 to 41. Thank goodness that happened there. In Washington, we, we, we had a, a, a chance there and it disappeared quickly, even though the issues were on our side. Murray beating Smiley there, 56 to 42. And lastly, thank goodness, uh, Johnson is up. Ron Johnson, who is the incumbent, he is up in Wisconsin, 50.5 to 49.3 with 94% of the vote in. That's a 31,000 vote lead. Uh, Johnson, I believe, will hold on to that seat there. That's going to help us tremendously. So was this a red wave? No. I always will tell you the truth. It was not. Was this a disappointment? Yes. Should we have had bigger wins with all the issues that were on our side in the economy? Yes. Candidate selection, my friends, is everything. Republicans at this point still need two Democratic seats to flip to Republicans to gain control of the Senate and losing that odd seat, uh, that Oz uh, election, that, that, is, that, that could be catastrophic to the Republicans gaining control of the Senate and now having a bad candidate choice. Uh, in Georgia, in that sentence race there, Herschel Walker, we could have done better. Uh, that one could hurt us there. Candidate selection is everything. All right, but first, let me tell you real quick about my good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. You've seen what's going on in the economy and the uh, stock market and inflation. It's just ridiculous now what's going on. So the question is, are you diversified? Are you prepared to weather this storm? Well, do you have any investments in gold and silver, precious metals? Did you know that gold and silver is actually used as a hedge against inflation? It is to, to diversify you so that when there are terrible days and now weeks and months on Wall Street, that your assets are diversified so that they are not affected in such a negative way. If you are not investing in gold and silver, now is the time to look at legacy precious metals. Call them and they will send you a free investor's guide so that you can see what you can do with your retirement, your 401k, your IRA with gold and silver. They're the company that I use and I trust. 1-866-751-2218. 1-866-751-2218. Or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Also, quick reminder, please make sure you hit the share button, share a podcast, and hit that subscriber auto-download button so you get this podcast every day for free. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you just take a step back and you look at the takeaway here, Florida seems to be the only big bright spot for Republicans in a midterm election year where inflation is so high and lockdowns were so unpopular. It is disturbing. There were not more pickups for Republicans nationwide. Florida did it right. They had solid conservative candidates that worked together to make sure that everyone got elected. Ron DeSantis winning re-election by 20 points in Florida. Incredible. Marco Rubio won by almost as much. Incredible. Each of them won hardcore liberal Miami-Dade County by 10-plus points. That means Hispanics were willing to listen to Republican candidates if they said the right things. 70% of Miami Day is Hispanic, and they are not all Cuban Americans anymore. DeSantis even won Palm Beach County, which is liberal, because he made sure he talked the issues and he took a stand and stood on what he believed was right and wrong during all of the lockdowns and all of the COVID. Democrats, the entire media wanted to take down DeSantis. That didn't happen. 20 of the 28 congressional seats in Florida are now Republicans. Both U.S. Senate seats in Florida are now Republican. The entire Florida cabinet, every statewide race, went Republican by more than a dozen percentage points. That is unheard of. The candidate selection down there was phenomenal. That is the bright spot for Republicans. Joining me now to talk about where we are when it comes to the Senate is U.S. Senator from Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. Senator, I appreciate you coming on this morning. I think you probably feel like I am. You're a little bit in shock that we're at 48-48 as you and I speak this morning. The Democrats were actually able to pick up a seat in the Senate at this point. Uh, I am very concerned about the Senate right now. What's your take? Well, I am very concerned about it. And one thing you were just talking about with Florida, let me kind of start there. I think you can look at Florida and say leadership matters. And having elected leaders, you're talking about Ron DeSantis, you're talking about Marco, and they have delivered on the issues where the people want to see action. They've told people what they were going to do. They talked them through it while they were doing it. They've shown them what they've done. They've let the results speak and the outcomes speak, and thereby the people have responded. You saw that same thing in Mike Lee's race out in Utah. You've seen it in Wisconsin with Ron Johnson. So leadership does make a difference, and it matters. Now, I think one of the things we do have to look at with all the talk that was there about the red wave, and the media really drove this issue of the red wave. And as I repeatedly said, 
the red wave could be there, but you've got to make sure it comes to your state, your congressional district, to your state Senate and state House uh, seats. You have to make certain that that red wave arrives. And what we had in some of these races was the narrative that was put in place that the candidates could not meet that expectation. So uh, that is a good lesson for Republicans. And then today we have to pick ourselves up. We have to get back to the business of blocking Joe Biden's agenda. We have to make certain that uh, we are going to focus on the issues because the 24 election cycle begins today. It, there's no doubt it begins today. Let's talk about these Senate races that are still left. Um, I, I am, I think the most disappointing and shocking for me uh, was obviously the race in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, candidate selection matters. Uh, Dr. Oz was rejected by the voters after winning that primary. That primary, as you know, was a very divided, very tight primary there. Um, Dr. Oz clearly was the weaker candidate. I would argue uh, it's clear that the voters said he was the wrong candidate uh, for the Republican Party there. We have to learn from these mistakes. You, you look at Georgia right now, where it looks like we're going to be going into a runoff there. Neither candidate Warnock's at 492 Walker is at 48.7, and yet you have a governor's race there overwhelmingly won by a Republican. That means there was people that walked in and voted for the Republican for governor and did not vote for Walker, maybe didn't even vote in that race altogether, uh, what we're seeing there. And now we're going to be heading towards this this runoff. Uh, We've got to learn that candidate selection is so vitally important when, when looking in these primaries moving forward. Well, that is that is very true. You always want the most, I want the most conservative candidate that can win. And what we have to make certain is that we move forward as a united party, that we are not running against ourselves and the Democrats, that we are united because the environment was right for us. But, you know, one of the things that Haley Barber used to say, and I always appreciated this, he he would talk about when we focus on personalities, we lose. When we focus on issues and principles, we win. And we should remember that. We should all remember that. That's an important lesson for for us to to keep in mind well senator look at look at arizona for example there was so much emphasis there on personalities uh and and that has i think gotten us in in some trouble in arizona right now those races there with kelly and masters uh and and now you look at the governor's race there that was a very much a personality driven race a lot of press a lot of national press but the voters when they went in did that did not play well for us Well, you're right about that. And what seems to have happened as we're looking at results this morning is that people that traditionally voted Democrat, uh, when these candidates, when these Democrat candidates separated themselves from the White House and started to move to the middle on the issues of inflation, of crime, of the open border, and you can see this, you know, 
Texas, and you know South Texas, and you know that a lot of those races, you had Democrats move back and support the Democrat who said, oh, no, 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 I'm not one of those Biden Democrats. I'm going to be a moderate, and I'm going to go work with everybody so that we can get things done. And we have to remember, when you're in elective office, you are there to represent everybody who has sent you, everybody that is in that district, whether they voted for you or not, whether they're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, you are there to represent your area. Senator, we just got some good news, uh, and I, I just got this, the, the new ballots uh, just uh, uh, updated in Nevada. Uh, Laxalt there has just moved up to 49.9. Um, Ma- uh, uh, Cortez Amasto is at 47.2, uh, with 80% now in there. That's a 22,595 vote lead for uh, the Republican lacks out there. That that race in Nevada is is vitally important uh, to the Senate possibly being in control of the Republicans. That's encouraging numbers. Those are encouraging numbers. And I fully believe when everything is counted that we're going to have that slight majority for Republicans. The lesson is we have to be focusing on the issues. We have to be holding this administration to account, and we have to deliver for the American people. Yeah. If there's any one exciting piece of news, somebody that you served with, Senator, uh, for for quite some time when you were in the House, uh, if there's any headline now that I think we can all get excited about, it looks like that um, Nancy Pelosi will no longer be the Speaker of the House and very well may decide to retire. Do you think she'll retire? And how excited are you that at least we're going to be done with Nancy Pelosi and leadership? I I don't know what her plans are. I've, uh, you know, seen some of the press releases. What I am so pleased for is that the Republicans will in the House will be able to take the lead in blocking the Biden agenda. You know, then there are some things that Kevin McCarthy, as Speaker of the House, needs to immediately do. Number one is to freeze federal spending, federal hiring, and federal employee salaries. That has to be done immediately. And the other thing is to get rid of these 87,000 IRS agents and turn that into police on the streets and border security personnel. And the third thing is to push back on the White House so that we move to energy, independence, and dominance. We have to go back to drilling in the U.S., go back to fracking. Uh, Those are going to be imperative steps for us in order to get inflation under control. Senator, I wish it was more exciting this morning. You and I were hoping for a big red wave. That's not what we're getting, but we do have some some victories that are going to be vitally important for the direction of the country and holding this administration accountable. Uh, I appreciate you coming on as always, and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll start getting some better news today. The Senate is going to be so important. I know you're going to be watching it, and I'll have you back again real soon. Make sure, by the way, that you share this podcast with your family and friends. Hit that little forward arrow and text it or put it on social media so other people can hear about this story about how dangerous our open border is 
while the media does everything it can to try to shut you down, silence us, and make sure no one knows what's really happening. Also, hit that auto-download or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day for free, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.